As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Football is in full effect, brother, with many teams string their stuff. You may not be at the game. Well, it depends on where you live. I mean, they're laying fans in, but who whatever. You can still get on the action at Betaline. Betaline is going to extra on them to make sure you can get on everything imaginable this season. Game spreads totals to team player and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use the promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, guys, welcome to our Pit Panther Rants, another Sports Rants podcast. Vlad Hammers, your host. Brought to you by Armchair Media and BetOnline. All right, guys. I initially recorded this podcast this morning, but I fucked it up. So I'm recording it again, and this is going to be a short and sweet one. So let's rehash some things. Uh, Pitt lost its fourth straight game, this time at the hands of Notre Dame at 45-3. And as I did this podcast and did this whole thing, Look, it doesn't matter who's calling the plays, whether it's Mark Whipple or Chris Beatty or whoever, Matt Canada. Speaking of Matt Canada, I'm thinking, I'm sure he's pretty much laughing his ass off, at, you know, these days because, you know, Penner Doozy took a, you know, took a stab at him. And, um, well, Pat's offense hasn't been shit. Since Canada left, I mean, we had that, you know, Sean Watson had some, you know, had a little thing with Quadrilson and uh, and Darren Hall. That was about it. But, yeah, I mean, the offense has been hot garbage. But but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who's calling the plays. This team had no chance when it stepped on the field on Saturday. They had no chance at all because their stable of quarterbacks weren't good. I mean, we're going to miss Kenny Pickett when he's going. Joey Yellen has a lot of potential, but he needs an offensive line to protect him. And like I said last week, that was the key for this game was they had to give him protection. But Joey did also... Joey Yellen didn't do himself any favors either on Saturday. No, he didn't. And of course, yeah, I mean, it's just... We have that, our running backs, we Todd Sibley was up, but really it doesn't matter if Todd Sibley was playing or not. This team had no chance at all. I mean, our, our early bright spot on our offense is our receivers when they're catching passes. Other than that... 
it's a mess. It's hot garbage. I mean, this is what happened to Mark D'Antonio when he was fired from Michigan State. Well, he didn't fire and retire, but this is when things went downhill was when he couldn't get an offense. I mean, if you're the head coach and, you're, and you claim that I have any input or any control of your offense, could you, I mean, are you at least watching the fucking game and realizing what the hell's going on and telling your, your offensive coaches, hey, why is my defense working so damn hard? But the um, the defense did itself no favors either on Saturday. They couldn't get off the they couldn't get off the field on third down, which is why I saw all those all those TD drives. I mean, early in the game, the first drive, they had a third and long. Ian Book runs for the um, runs for the first down. They miss a tackle. Drive results in seven points. They had a third and long, and Ian Book just throws a pass up in the air. And it, it's a it's a long touchdown pass, and there was two other drives I saw where Pitt had a third and long and couldn't get off the field. Results in a touchdown. So the defense did self no favors either on on Saturday. No, no nobody did themselves any favors, and I don't think you're going to see you know, Penarduzzi got an extension, so they're not going to fire him. It would take a lot for them to fire him. Well, I mean, they could do. They can go the Pat Chambers route that Penn State did, where you know, with the with the whole uh, noose around the neck comment he made to his player, they could go that route. But of course, Pat Chambers also was was also a complete asshole. So there was a you know there was a lot of other things that happened that didn't do him any favors. A buddy of mine whose nephew played at Penn State for football. Told me he met Pat Chambers when you know when they were at the you know when they were at the G Man and State College, and Chambers was supposedly a complete asshole to them, and his family was there too, and his whole family was supposedly really really bad and obnoxious. But yeah, um, really, that's all I can say about this and. This team started out three and zero, and now they're three and four, and they got Florida State, and that's that's not a guaranteed win anymore. It depends what pitch, which pit team shows up. But at the end of the day, that I this team really has the, doesn't have a whole much to play for anymore. They don't. After that bull win, and this team was supposed to have a lot of uh, potential this year. It's fallen by the wayside. I mean, I had them at seven wins this year. They may not. They not, They may not make seven wins this year at all. Or even, you know. But um, yeah, it's disappointing. I don't think you're gonna see Narduzzi fired. I mean, they could go you know with whole, with you know with, with this former players talking about Narduzzi calling players thugs. They could go that route. I mean, if, if you know, if Pat, if Pat Narduzzi's been a you know been a complete asshole like Pat Chambers was, I'm sure they can go the show cause route. But in a pandemic, I don't see it happening. They'll probably make some more coaching changes, if anything else, because recruiting has been a lot better. Well, I don't know. I mean, it hasn't been better. I mean, our offensive line can't block. We don't have a we don't have a running back. 
I mean, Vincent, we have Vincent Davis, but he, he's only he's small and he, he's only effective when he has space or a good offensive line to run behind. And our quarterbacks, I mean, I was rough on Kenny Pickett, but or I've been rough, but yeah, we're gonna miss Kenny when he's gone, unless you know Joey Joey Allen has shown potential, but if he does have a, if he does have a line to block for him, it doesn't really matter. It does not matter at all. Now the G Man is the gingerbread man. It's a restaurant in State College. What well, was now it's Permanis. They used to be in Johnstown too. I'm not sure if it's still there. I remember eating at the Gingerbread Man when my grandma died. Well, I, I had two grandmas in Johnstown, and I'm still trying to figure out which grandma was. One died in 2003. One died in 2006. And I'm trying to figure out which grandma was. We 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 at the Gingerbread Man. I'm thinking it's got to be 2006. Because I'm not sure what we did in 2003 after my after my first grandma died. That was so long ago. I'm trying to think what we ate at. Yeah, I don't know. I th- you know what? I think... I think 2006 we ate the church, I believe. And then 2003 we ate the gingerbread man for my grandma's... My first grandma, my, you know, my, well, my dad's side. I'm thinking that's what happened there. And I'm glad we're recording this because I remember I spent five minutes of this podcast figure, trying to figure out where we ate <laughs> post-funeral. You know, it's the oddest, oddest thing in the world is of things you can think about is where you ate at post-funeral. Now, around the ACC, Clemson beat the Syracuse. They were leading 27-21. Syracuse made it close, but Clemson pulled away, and they Syracuse did cover though. Miami beat Virginia in nineteen fourteen. I'm not all that impressed with Miami, although Derek King has been, has been a big difference for them, and he's the reason why they're one of the big reasons why they're five and one right now. North Carolina and NC State. I thought this game would be closer, but North Carolina destroyed NC State. It was never a game. Wake Forest beats Virginia Tech twenty three sixteen. Uh. Virginia Tech, they always rear their ugly heads late November, late late October, early November, so no surprise. Louisville beats Florida State 48-16. And, of course, Boston College beats Georgia, Georgia Tech 48-27. Now, around the top 25, we had Wisconsin being Illinois 45-7 to open the start Big Ten. Graham Mertz had a one hell of a game. And, of course, Wisconsin's out this weekend – because pretty much a whole bunch of them got the coronavirus, according to their starting quarterback and their head coach. Now, people want to blame Kevin Warren of the Big Ten for this. He had a plan, and that's the thing. And, and that's the thing. People say he didn't have a plan. He had a plan, and it was to postpone the freaking the, the, the freaking season. That was a plan. And I wasn't going to argue on Twitter with uh, with, with a certain person over this. But when the Big Ten decided to restart out because they had p- pressure from everybody, according to the president, they started a task force for this whole thing. And it was anchored by, drumroll please, Wisconsin's Barry Alvarez. 
Kevin Warren can't babysit the Big Ten and their programs. So this isn't on him at all, but everybody wants to blame him for whatever. It was him, the Big Ten presidents, that decided to postpone the season. The Big Big Ten presidents won this as well. The people who didn't win it was Ohio State and Nebraska. But people cried that they weren't getting their college football. And, and hey, you know, more college football is great for me. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. But please spare me blaming the commissioner on this. This isn't his fault. And from the same people who are who are blaming him, calling this the flu and whatever, that's, oh, it's just a flu. So I'm not sure why you know they're so vocal about this, wanting to be mad at him about this. Hey, you guys got sick. They'll recover, like you all say. So sit back and enjoy it. Now, as far as the rest of the top 25 is concerned, one, one game globally that stuck out to me was Indiana and Penn State. I, you know, I watched this game as well, and I, you know, I said, you know, I wish that we could have Penn State's luck because they can play like hot garbage for 58 minutes and take the lead with two minutes left. They let Indiana 21-20 with 2.30 left because, you know, Penn State is a second-half team. They just do this. Well, Indiana, you know, they turned the ball over and downs, and they let Penn State score. And, and a lot of people are being hard on the uh, the player. But Indiana gave them a wide-open valley to run in for a touchdown. And I don't think the player knew really what to do with himself when he saw it. I think when he saw the end zone, he saw the end zone, and he just, you know, didn't think to kneel, you know, to fall, you know, the fall down before the goal line to run the clock. I think he just... He saw the wide open end zone and he was just, and when you're a player, you're just wired to go to the end zone and get the touchdown. And that's what he did. So you can't really be too hard on him. But um, nobody thought that in the end would drive down the field with our quarterback who didn't, wasn't, who wasn't playing on that good the entire game. His receivers didn't give him much help either. I mean, the, his one receiver drop would have been the game-winning catch that would have iced that would have ran, you know iced the game. But they drove down the field and got the two-point conversion, and then they tied in overtime. They 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 scored overtime and got the two-point conversion. Although, if you look at the replays, it, it didn't look like it looked like Penn State got screwed. But you know, Penn State's moving on from it. You know, I heard the press conference. Lamont Way said it doesn't really matter what happened. The call was made, and they, they can't do nothing about it. I mean, Lamont, Lamont Wade, I know he gets a lot of crap for his coverage, but he played a hell of a game in that game, and that guy just has a, he's a magnet for the football. I mean, can you imagine having a defensive backfield with Lamont Wade, Hamlin, and Paris Ford? Good Lord. I love it. But they're moving on with to Ohio State, and you know Penn State made a lot of mental errors in this game, a lot of f- just fumbles and interceptions. I mean, they just didn't get themselves, they didn't help themselves. And in the ass credit, they made them pay.
But let's move on to some more stuff. And let me remind you guys that the wait is over and football is in effect. And you may not be at the game, but you know what? You can get on the action on better line. They're going the extra round to make sure you can get all, everything imagined possible this season. Game spreads and totals, the props. Go to BetOnline today, enter the promo code armchair, and take advantage of the sign-up bonuses. And you know what, you guys? Everything's opening up now, as you know, and, you know, you may want to get back in the dang scene, and, you know, you may have already met somebody. You may want to finally hook up with them. Get yourself prepared. Go to Manscaped. And if you and if you just watched the pit game that day, one thing you probably don't want to do is try to manscape. But you know what? We had the Lone War 3.0. So it doesn't matter if you're really pissed off. You don't have to worry about cutting your balls off because you're so angry at you know of watching a pit game. The Lone War 3.0, it's got skin safe technology. It's not gonna nick or cut you. So you're not gonna get blue balls or cut your balls off. And of course. We got the weed whacker. So you can do your nose hairs and whatever else you want to do. And of course the crop preserver. So your balls gonna smell so nice after you've done you know, because you know you want your you, know, you, you want to smell good for your date. So go to so go to manscaped.com, promo code armchair, you get twenty percent off and free shipping. Alright. Now we got that out of the way. Let's look at the games for next week, you guys. Pitt has the bye week, so I'm sure, you know, we'll hear about coaching changes. Well, they've been pretty quiet, so I doubt that. Boston College and Clemson. Eh, Clemson's a 31-point favorite. I'm probably going to take Clemson the points. I don't see BC covering this game. They're going to beat the crap out of Jerkovic. Wake Force and Syracuse. I think Wake wins this. Wake's, Wake's a little point favorite in this one, but I think Syracuse will. I think I'm taking Syracuse to upset them. Notre Dame and Georgia Tech. Well, we saw what happened last week, and Notre Dame's a 20 point favorite. I don't know. I think they covered at 20. Virginia Tech and Louisville. I think Tech will beat them. Charlotte and Duke. Duke should hopefully win that one. And North Carolina, Virginia. Virginia just isn't good this year, so I'd take Carolina. Now, around the top 25, we got Michigan Michigan State. Michigan lost to uh, Rutgers to start the season. I mean, Michigan State lost to Rutgers. So, I don't see... Michigan seems to have... Um, they seem to, you know, look a little better this year. But, um, yeah, I'm going with Michigan in this one. Kansas State, West Virginia. It's at the, it's at the Hoopies. I take Hoopies and upset. Indiana Rutgers, that should be a good game. I I, I think it, eh, I like Indiana in that one. Texas, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State leads the Big Twelve right now. They're four and zero, three and zero overall in the Big Twelve. Eh, I like Texas. I think I like I would like to take Oklahoma State, but I think the Big Twelve is going to probably want Texas to win. And look at the rest of the uh, games. Not a whole lot. Uh, there's Penn State, Ohio State. But wait a second. What? what the time was supposed to... Yep, there it is. 
Princeton, Ohio State. Ohio State's a 12-point favorite, over under 63.5. I think the game goes over. I think Penn State's going to play a little bit better this time around. They're going to have to. Maybe maybe within the end, they were looking ahead to, to Ohio State. Who knows? But, you know, I think Ohio State does cover the 12 points. I think the game goes over. And, yeah, that's pretty much it for the whole college football slate for uh, for this whole thing. Other than that, there's not much else to talk about. I've talked about the whole Pitt Notre Dame mess. I mean, I was my previous podcast before I fucked it up. I had a, I think I did I did about a good ten minutes on um the Pitt Notre Dame just raining and yeah, not much else to really speak about. Anyways, guys, I'll let you have the rest of your day. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, there's nothing here. I'm sure there'll be more coming up, but whatever. I mean, what's what's? there's not much else to... We could talk about the election if we want to make ourselves even more miserable, but, you know, that's just, you know, we're not going to do that. Anyways, guys, hell to pit. Talk to you later.